Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunson Bugle, the number one place to get your Kai fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Greg Bullman. United pick up a well-earned point in their return to League One action as Fleetwood provide a good marker of what they will face this season. We look back on the 1-1 draw against the Kodami while taking a quick look ahead to the Carabao Cup fixture against Harrogate Town in midweek. Yes, we haven't got a Dan or Mike for our first ever review episode in the new way we do it this season, but we do have the man himself from Bullman's Beer Reviews, Greg Bullman. How do, Greg? How do? You all right, Paul? Yeah, not too bad at all. How are you feeling, uh, Carl United, back as a League One club, finally? I'm I'm feeling a lot better now that I've seen the game. Uh, I I thought we we did okay, and there was a lot of positives to take from it. So I think think we'll be all right this season. Absolutely, completely agree with you on that one. Before we get started, I just got to do a quick reminder that... um, Again, this season, for the third season in a row, the Cal United Sports Club London branch are sponsoring the podcast. Really, really great of them to do that. It's really helped us with hosting costs for this season. Um, you can you can find out a lot more about the London branch and all the things they do. You know, they, they arrange you know, tickets for away games and a bit of travel there and, you know, pubs and events and, and getting together and race sponsorship for the club as well. They're really good at stuff like that. So if you want to find out more, go to their website, carlislondonbranch.org. Right then, uh, Greg, um, yeah, should we get straight into it really? So obviously this season we're doing it a little bit different. We're going to be doing these, um, basically these match reviews as well on the Sunday when when we can, basically trying to fit them in. Um, and we're opening up with Kylie one, Fleetwood Town one. Um, yeah, I mean, you sort of give me some of your initial thoughts there, Greg. I mean, yeah, coming out after it, um, and, and and I mean, so going into it, sorry, I should say. Was there a level of nervousness from you in terms of we haven't been at this level for quite a while? How how good is it going to be? I just because we've only got so many like new we haven't got a lot of new players yeah. in, and when I'd seen them in pre season, they've only it was mainly the team last season. It was are they ready to step up? I did have that little bit of nervousness about uh, about it, but when I've seen them, um, the fitness levels yeah, apart from that, that last I mean, those last minutes at the end, the fitness levels are there. Um, the midfield battle it was it was fairly evenly fought. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to come down to finishing this season. I think that's that's going to be the key. There didn't seem to be as many chances. Um, it seemed you know so you've got to take them when you get them. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree with that one. Um, so yeah, obviously going into the game, we, we all had an idea in our head what we thought the lineup was going to be, didn't we, for this one? Um, and then it, the team came out, and we'd heard whispers of this the day before and and the day of. And it turned out to be true. Luke Plange was given his full debut. Um, alongside Jordan Gibson up front in a slightly, well, fairly different attack from what we saw last season. What was your initial thoughts when you saw this? Um, my, my first thought was that Edmondson's injured because I, I expected Edmondson to be starting and looking at uh, Plange's build, he, he's, he's, he looks like he's built to like in a, in a similar mould to Edmondson. So I just thought Simo's going like for like. That was my gut instinct he's already got a plan and he's just going to stick to it yeah the fact that Edmondson not only wasn't starting but wasn't even on the bench that was a bit of a oh what's going on here 
I mean, tactically, we thought, all right, maybe he's going to bring Edmonton on later on to get be involved in the game, but to not even be involved on the bench, and as we found out afterwards, not even injured. Yeah. Interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, you know, it shows we have got a bit of a decent uh, squad. Last season, we it was just everybody we had at times. You know, there's, there's people who genuinely couldn't even get in the squad, and people who were on that bench who'd be thinking, I should be starting as well. So it is encouraging. Yeah, I think plan starting ahead of him did raise quite a few eyebrows, though, doesn't it? Because your first thought is, well, well hang on. Edmondson's shown what he can do at yeah. know, the level just below. He's looked really sharp in pre-season. So, obviously, rumours started flying around after the game about bids from other clubs potentially for him. You know, we don't know how much truth there really is in with that. I think people sometimes fill a void with speculation there, don't they? But, yeah, yeah I... I, I I'd be surprised if he wasn't involved on Tuesday night, if I'm honest. I'd imagine there's a decent chance he'll be out there. But yeah, a little bit of surprise. I mean, the rest of the team yeah. picked itself though, didn't it? I think it's fair. So yeah. yeah it was, if, I think it was the same team from, from the Dundee game, with the exception yeah. of Edmondson. So yeah, it was kind of what I thought for the rest. So yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't no real shocks, but I was really, really pleased when, I, like, when I've seen them and I've seen what they've done. It was yeah. good. Yeah, uh, in terms of the visitors, there uh, Jack Marriott was actually left on the bench for them. There's a lot of speculation about his future, and yeah, being honest, I'm obviously talk about the game itself in a minute. But I kind of felt if he'd started that game, they might well have just about nicked that because he looked lively when he came on. He looked lively, but at the same time, not quite up to the match speed. And if he'd started the game, maybe he would. There's a lot of rumours about him having a fallout there about wanting to force a transfer away. Apparently, that's but he, he seemed to work out when he came on. To be fair, Jaden Stockley was suspended for them as well, so he wasn't involved. Yeah, but was how much of it was how leggy we were looking at at the back towards yeah. the end? Yeah, I, I think exactly. that um, that that transfer, um, sorry, the substitution window. I think that was a big factor for us. Well, we'll talk about the referee's performance and, and a, a cock up from we think from the fourth official at that point uh, later. Um, yeah, so that's in terms of the uh, the lineups. Um, let's get it straight into it. Let's talk about the goals then. Um, first up, Owen Roxon already got a contender for goal of the season, haven't we? We have a contender for goal of the season, but if that's a gift of the season, um, it's going to be some disappointing gifts this season because that was that was poor from Roxon. He hardly celebrated in that gift. We need better gifts. Oh, that, maybe that's a sign he's away. Maybe that's what it's saying. Great, maybe that's the sign. Uh, it's totally, utterly unenthusiastic gift. It's, it's really, yeah. really poor. Poor. I think, I think we're going to miss some of Amari's gifts this season, aren't we? And some of Christian Dennis's, I think. We need, yeah, a few we need John Mellish to score quickly to get a good exactly. gift out there. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it was initially it was decent build-up play and uh, Moxon was clipped about 30 yards from goal. Just to the left of the sort of centre, I would say. It wasn't, it wasn't like out, you know, you, you want it a little basically left or right of the D, don't you? And it wasn't left or right either side, really. It was still quite central. Um, now, before this was taken, I was stood obviously near you in the paddock, as we usually do. I think I turned to you and said, didn't I? I think I said, we haven't had a free kick in this position for probably about a year and a half, if not long. You know, we didn't have one, I can't remember, at all last season in yeah. that area. And it was just quite in a nice position. Their keeper's not the biggest, I think he must have only been about five eleven, six foot. I think he wasn't wasn't that tall. And yeah. Moxon steps up and he and he hit it beautifully, didn't he? Just off the post, out of reach of the keeper. Bang, one nil. Hello to League One. Yeah, I don't. I don't think even if he was Thomas Orley, I don't think he'd have been pulling that one out. To be fair, I, um, I, see, I, I disagree. I feel like Holy might have got to that at the other end. I think just the size maybe helped it a bit because it's central as well. 
yeah, get, being able to go either way. But you, you never know, I suppose. And, and Holy's not always been the best on free kicks from from memory. I think Shrewsbury in the copy conceded one against them last season. Um, but yeah, it's just like the celebration and the the noise when it when it hit the back of the neck it was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, that feeling. Yeah. yeah, we're at a good level again here now. Um, unfortunately, couldn't hold on to the lead before the break, though, could we? In the no, five in the five minutes of added on time, was it five for the first half? I can't remember. Yeah, that. five for the first half. Yeah. So in the in the in the fourth of those five minutes, um, United were pegged back. Uh, it was a cross from the left by Patterson initially, and Huntington headed out, but it only really went to the edge of the box. And uh, it's probably a little bit harsh because I think Gibbs Gibson's probably expecting Huntington to get a bit ahead of there, but Gibson loses his man basically, doesn't he? And Wiridu comes steaming in and he smashes a low shot that you kind of first you think from some of the angles, you might think, oh, Holy's not died for it. But he's completely unsighted by about four or five defenders and it's hit so powerfully. It's, yeah. it, we were right behind it, weren't we? It's a really, really good strike. He really it, controlled it, it well. It just sat up for him. It, it yeah. felt like it was in the air for an eternity and yeah. it, was, it was on a plate almost. Yeah, and he drove it into the back of the net, and that was he went one one at half time, and there was no more goals in the second half, but there was plenty of incidents, wasn't there? I think that the first half was a lot more cagey, but the second half really came to life at times, didn't it? I mean, we've got to talk about Jordan Gibson's miss, don't we? Yeah, that was yeah, that was unfortunate. I think yeah, it just he just seemed to snap at it, um, but when you see it back on the replay. I think he he could have even maybe even had time to take a touch and then hit in the other corner. It, it was it was just so free. It, 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 it's a frustrating one, isn't it? So basically, backs played in down the right. Does really? I thought back actually had a really good game. I look back at the highlights; he had really involved in terms of getting the ball to the box. He um, he he clips the ball over and coming in at the far post is Gibson, completely unmarked, and it just comes in at that height, doesn't it? Where you don't quite know what to do, do you? You kind of like well. It's not really low enough for me to hit it first time, probably on the shot. It's not high enough for me to chest it or head it, really. I don't really want to knee it here. He just didn't seem to know, and he sort of jumps up in the end, and and it's basically a, a side foot volley back towards back in the end, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. really frustrating. And actually, I watched it back on the highlights, and I didn't notice it at the time because we're obviously on the other side of the pitch, but Mellish is steaming in just behind Gibson. And if he leaves that ball, I think Big John just hammers it into the back of the net. He Gibson's got to go for it. He can't leave it. Yeah. No doubt about that. But if he had known and he'd been able to leave it, I think Mellish probably scores in that situation. Really frustrating. But then up the other end, Fleetwood had a really good chance, didn't they? With a big promise up front for them. He, yeah. he looked a bit of a handful at times. A little bit clumsy in terms of his finishing. But um, ball into the box finds him. And actually, Lavelle does well initially to get the block in, doesn't he? But then he completely loses his bearings and where the ball is. It falls again to promise and he's got to score this one, surely. Yeah, I I, I, I breathed in. I thought it was in. Yeah. Uh, it looked it looked in from where I was, but thankfully, no. No, he, 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 the thing is, from the angle we were in the paddock, it looked like it only went inches wide, but actually it went a good two or three yeah. foot wide. When you watch the highlights back, it's a really poor finish in the circumstances. Um, a couple more there. Uh, back nearly accidentally lobbed the keeper of a cross, but he just about palmed it over the bar. Um, Gibson tried to lob uh, Lynch from 40 yards, which surprised they didn't do a bit more of that because he wasn't the biggest, wasn't he? And he did like to yeah. stay out of his, his box a bit to come and get the ball. Good on the ball, to be fair. Um there was a good break by Fleetwood where Rooney um, playing Fleetwood found um, 
Marius in the middle and he, he just scuffed his shot. If he'd taken his time, I think he scores there, doesn't he, in most situations yeah. if he'd been up to the, the, the speed of the game. Um, and then United had another great chance, didn't they? Really good cross from the left by Armour. Finds Garner. And I saw a few people criticise him saying he, should, he needs to do better with the header. But I, and I thought that at first. But watching it back, I don't think there's a huge amount more he could have done with this yeah. heading it into the ground because of the speed he came at it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I was, I thought anywhere else it was in, but yeah, when I've seen it back, yeah, I think uh, he's, he's probably done as much as he could with it. There was, a, there was kind of like a half chance as well at the mm. right at the start of the second half where Alfie McCalmer, I think he didn't realise he had he was in yes. more more space and he just kind of like hit it and it. It just kind of... It was a pasta relish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could have went... I don't think he realised he had as much time. Yeah, it was ridiculous. He came in and he he went on his left foot and he didn't need to. He could have hit it on his right. I think he had time to do that. And he, he panicked and he smashed it. What was supposed to be a shot, but ended up being a pass right at Melish. He just about managed to recover it. I think we got a corner from it, didn't we? But yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. And then later on, Holy actually made a really good save with his body to block uh, Harris, who... Uh, Hey, sorry, you come on as a sub for Fleetwood quite late on. Um, only other talking point I'm going to pick out from the game itself, Greg. Um, penalty shout. Big, there was one in the first half, which I, I don't think was a penalty looking back. I think that would have been a soft one. But second half, one of Big John Mellish's marauding runs into the box and he gets his heels clipped, surely. And goes I, down. Thought it was a pen. I thought it was a pen. I couldn't believe it. But... I've, I've watched it back on the I Follow Match Replay. It's very hard to tell on the um, on the actual uh, angle from the east stand because the camera's looking right at the defender and Melish is behind the defender. You can't really see if he touches Melish or not. But from our angle on the other side, it looked as, as blatant as it gets. Yeah. There's no reason why he would go down in that situation otherwise. It just doesn't no. make sense, does it? No, and he's quite an honest player. He's not yeah. the kind of player that would go looking for a penalty as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. I thought it was a foul. Yeah, so really frustrating one. But in the end, I mean, you look at the match stacks, Greg, I've got them up here. Um, I think a point's a fair result, isn't it? Really 1-1 draw. I mean, we had 15 shots in six of those on target. They had 13 shots, five on target. They dominated the possession a bit more, 58 to our 42. Corners, we had three more, five to their two. It just just felt like, yeah, probably a fair result, didn't it? I thought it was a fair result. I thought the first five, ten minutes they looked really good, looked really like tight, passing to Brown really quick. And then we grew into the first half. So I thought we shaded the first half. And then second half, even though we did have the better chances, I thought they, they shaded, shaded it in terms of what they did with the ball. Um, so I, I can't really complain too much. No, I, I, think, I think it's one of those ones you look back and think, actually, it's frustrating that we threw away the lead, but at the same time, on the balance of play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's that. for me it's a fair result, and I class them as a solid League One team, and yeah. you know finishing thirteenth last season, and and we've matched them. I felt we had to work really, really hard. Was like we, we've we've probably covered more yards than what we would cover last season. We're going to really, I mean, Simo mentioned it in in after the match, saying about oh we're going to have to be fitter than we've ever been and all this, and um and I and, and I think he's right, but um I can't. It was a good, it was an encouraging start. I felt yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right in terms of Fleetwood being a solid side as well. I think what I'd say is that they looked, and bear in mind they're probably a mid-table league one side, they looked better than pretty much all the teams who played last season, I would say, in terms of their quality on the ball and the, and the, the work rate they put in. And we, we matched that, but that's the first time I think 
looking back that we've looked really tired in a game, you know, especially defensively. You, I think you've said it to me after the game. Yeah. Huntington particularly looked knackered, didn't he? I think from all the running he had to do. I mean, we, we look tired. Like when you think back to Wembley, we look tired. Some of them, you know, we just with, and with Bradford, with the amount of time that we played and it was same again uh, on Saturday. I just think yeah. with this additional time that they seem to be adding on now, um, we're gonna we're gonna have to really think about our game management. Well, that's a, I've got that down as a talking point. So let's talk about it now. This new added on time rule. Are you a fan of it? No, not at all. Um, because it highlights how old I am. I was <laughs> absolutely knackered walking. I felt you know having stood up for for ninety minutes and then the extra time. I was I was feeling it in my legs when I went to Brewdog afterwards. So no, I'm not a fan. No, I, I, I'm the same. And I had the, I had the problem that I booked the seventeen fifty two train back down to Wigan to get my train to Liverpool. Um, and normally with that, that gives me enough time to come with you and have a pint, doesn't it? After yeah. the game and, and then head off to go and get my train. But because the crowd was so big, it took a while to get out. And then there was like the fact that it didn't, well, what time did it finish? What, 10 past five, I think? Something like that? Because yeah. the second half started, didn't start until about 10 past um, four from memory, did it, I think? Uh, so like, by the time we got out and everything, I looked and I mean, uh, Chris is uh, another big, fan of the show, Chris from Sheffield, we were both thinking, oh, we could maybe go, because he was getting a train to Workington to go see his parents. And I was like, well, may- maybe we could um, go and have a quick pint before we get the thing. And we were looking and thinking, oh, we haven't really got time actually, you know, because it's taken us that long to get out. So I just yes. went and got some food and got on the train. It was just, it really frustrating. I don't, I don't see the benefit of it. I think all you have to do is tighten up on the time wasting and actually book yeah. players for time wasting. And, and yeah, you might have a few red cards initially, but players will stop taking the piss very, very quickly on that when they realise, well, okay, I can't get well, away just seen it. I've just seen it. I've just watched the, the Arsenal-Man City game today mm. and people were getting yellers literally for just kicking the ball away. And that was the second game in a row where the manager's been given a yellow card from what I'd seen yesterday yeah. um, with, with our match. So they are going to clamp down on it. So I'm hoping if they do start doing that, you might see um, less theatrics and all that kind. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But I think you've just got to accept there is periods where the balls are out of play. <laughs> and then yeah. it's nothing wrong with that. It's a little bit of respite for the players. And as Simo said afterwards, he he's not happy because he feels like it's not really considering player welfare. And I think he's absolutely spot on on that in his assessment, really. I think that's something that needs to be considered too. Yes. Um, uh, right. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, yeah, in, in terms of the overall performance, I think the lack of firepower was the thing that stood out, wasn't it, really? I think for both teams, actually, especially... Until Marriott came on for them, they offered very, very little in attack in terms of goal threat. We still had a little bit of a threat, but not as much as you'd hope. Um, do you think we quite badly missed Edmo actually in the end? I don't. I don't know because I thought Plange had a good game. Uh, he, he looked a bit um, like he was trying to grow into it at first, but he was tracking back. He was winning the ball. Um, it looks like there's something about him. He is. He is very green, um, but. Um, I think there's a player there, so yeah, he's, he's one. It's one to work on. To be fair, you've, you've come on to one of the other points I was going to talk about in terms of that. Yeah, the, the debutants. I mean, we'll talk about plans as well. Then I, I tend to agree. I, I think first ten or fifteen minutes, I was thinking, oh god, what have we signed here? It just was. He just wasn't really falling for him, and he was getting shrugged off the ball very, very easily. He wasn't winning it that well. But I think something clicked and he started winning the ball back really well. Actually, he was very good at that and just digging in and nicking the ball out and then getting away. His problem is he's not knowing to release the ball. He, he yeah. kept hold of it too long on two or three occasions. One point when he was in the box and all he had to do was lay it off to Armour to whip the ball in the box for someone to get on the end of it. 
and that's the things he needs to learn. Um, definitely a player in there. I'd agree with you. I think there's, there's, there's something there. But can we afford to be training a player up? We've only got him for six months. I, I think I feel like in this game he was in there basically because Maguire wasn't fit yet and Edmondson. Yeah. I well, we don't know if something's happened there. You know, they may be keeping quiet about something. Who knows? But I think if either of those two were the right fitness or I don't know availability, I think either of those two plays ahead of him. To be honest, yeah. And I think yeah. I think I'd, I'd have been tempted to play Garn from the start, really. But yeah, he, he did all right. But he. he he looks very much like one of those typical under-21 signings. Not quite at the Elias Sorensen level of, you know, looking absolutely dead. There is something there. But he could become frustrating if after four or five games he's not managed to nick a goal somehow. Because he did... Did he have a single shot in the game? I can't think he did, did he? No, I, I can't remember. I can't remember him having a shot. No, so that that would be the worry there. Um, well, let's talk about the other three debutants then. Um, Sam Lavelle? Thoughts on him? Because we were told, weren't we, from all the other reports at games, I think you might have seen him at Workington, that he was very slow and very stiff and he was going to struggle. But I didn't really see that that much in this game. I thought he was all right. He kept up with their plays generally quite well. And he yes. was quite solid. There was a few shaky moments, as we mentioned already. But Paul Huntington probably had more shaky moments than him in this one, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he looked, yeah, I think solid was is fair. He didn't do anything that made me go, wow, you're, you're really, really good. But nothing that made me have any concerns either. I think I'd still prefer Ben Barkley in that role, personally. I, I feel he'd be better suited as being the right side of those centre-backs. But I do wonder if there's a level there of we're planning for the future and Lavelle would probably be that central of the three in the future, maybe, if there's any issues with Huntington. Yeah. And you want to keep him much sharp, basically, just in case, because you don't want to throw him in from the cold, do you? If, if, you know, 20 games in, Huntington picks up a knock or something and suddenly you have to bring him in and he's not playing. Yeah. That's, that's the the worry with that one, I suppose. And and sometimes I think, actually, that right-sided centre-back needs to be someone who's a bit more solid and can sit there because Mellish will marauder forward, won't he? He will go up on runs up the yeah. pitch. So you need to be effectively a good two there as well. So, yeah. Sean Maguire, you only got 30 minutes or so. Some good signs though, I think. Yeah, it looks, it looks lively. He's got a good good first touch. Um he he was putting himself about even though he's a he's a loud lad. So mm. um I was no, I was encouraged. I think when he gets Matt Sharp, I think we've got a player there. I I I hundred percent agree on that one. I, I think what impressed me was that he, he was making intelligent runs, wasn't he? He was running in behind, he 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 knew when to run for the ball and stuff like that. Really, really clever. As you say, he just needs that match fitness and match sharpness, doesn't he, to get him up to speed. That that's the thing that's missing for him at the yeah. moment. So yeah, I'm 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 encouraged. I, 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 to be honest, I think come the end of this month, once he's built his fitness up, I, I think he'd be starting games ahead of plunge. Personally, yeah. from what I've seen, I, I think there's something there. Definitely. Um, finally, uh, Dylan McGeek. He only got 20 minutes or so, but he did quite well. He, he came on at a point, didn't he, where we were struggling a bit in midfield and getting a little bit overrun, um, and he just settled things a little. Didn't him in charters? Yeah. Yeah. Again, another one looking solid. Um, no, no concerns there. So yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's a weird one for me because when I'd heard all the the things about him and I, and I remember when he played for Celtic, I had these images of him with this big like winger just making these like bursting runs. But I, he's when I've seen him, he, he seems to do a little bit more of the holding role as well. Yeah. So um, no, he looks uh, he looks a good player. Yeah, I really like the look of him. I'm really impressed with him so far. Um, talking about a few of the other performances in the game. Um, Owen Moxon scored a brilliant free kick and there were some nice flashes and there was a point for 20 minutes in the first half where he really took 
control of the game, didn't he? And got it by the scuff of the neck. Yep. But uh, other than that, he wasn't... The first 15 minutes, there's an argument that he was one of our worst players. Yeah. He, he gave the ball away twice in cheaply in areas, in, in like worrying areas, didn't he? He he started the game slow, but when he when he got a stranglehold on it uh, in that first half, he looked the best player on the park. Yeah, uh, and sense. he looked like he looked like he's that League One's going to be uh, a breeze for him, and that and that bid from Blackpool with them saying, "Oh, he's untested." He's, it just shows it's going to be even more of an insult. But um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think he'll be all right in the league. But it was revealed after the game, wasn't it, by Simon? We actually did see it. At the end, when the players came on to applaud the fans, there was an ice pack strapped to his yeah. uh, leg, wasn't there? So um, he yeah. picked up a dead leg very early, from one of those very early challenges in the game where he got caught on the ball. I don't think it was a foul. I think, don't think either of a foul. I think he just got caught on the ball a little bit. And it was kind of like, oh, right. So I haven't got as much time as I did in League One, maybe. Uh, uh, League Two, sorry. Um, so yeah, that, that's probably what affected him. And I, I do wonder the fact that he'd... Not so much shrugged it off, but he sort of got used to it up until the half time point. And then having to sit down at half time and do nothing's probably made it worse, hasn't it? I think because yeah. second half he he didn't really touch the ball that much, did he? No, no. I think Simo was right to take him off. So yeah, yeah, yeah good no signs. There. Definitely good yeah. signs. Um, Big John. I mean, he's just showed, hasn't he, that he'll cope with League One perfectly fine, weren't he, with his his runs totally. forward, didn't he? Yeah. Totally. I think, and I think as well. It's you don't see many centre backs making doing these kind of mm. runs. They they won't know how to deal with it. You've seen that last season. People will start doubling up and they won't know what to do. It will free other people up. So long may it continue. Yeah, I was talking with a couple of the other lads near us during the game like this, and we're saying that like, how much has he improved on the ball in the last like two years under Simo? He's yeah. made him into a better football as much as anything, hasn't he? Because there was that chaos under Beach and a little bit under Millen. But there's sometimes a feeling like, oh, his first touch is not that great. His passing is not that great. It's perfectly fine now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a footballer. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, Thomas Hurley, there was a lot of talk last week about him you know, not being good enough maybe for this level and you know, probably at fault for the second goal against Dundee United. Um, I thought he looked really good in this one. I think he, his kicking was perfectly fine. He dealt with that well. He came and claimed with all the crosses. At the end, that one with um, uh, Malice Asamoah, who's obviously Derek's son, who came on to make his debut for Fleetwood. Um, he judged it really well, didn't he? He went for the header and just, and just like, no, I'm, I can't handle it. It's outside the box. I'm just going to deal with my head. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I think... I think there's a bit too much fuss made about stuff like that. I think I think he's, he's he can be perfectly fine up for us at this level, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I've always been happy with him. Um, I think he's a good goalkeeper. Uh, I'm I'm not one of those that's in the camp that would get rid of him. Um, you don't get the clean sheets he had last season by being shite. No, absolutely. You're bang on, on the money there. And uh, I just said a little special mention to Jordan Gibson because um, Big John got man of the match at the at the game itself from the uh, uh, sponsors. Owen Moxon on whoscored.com was man of the match with a score of 8.2. Personally, I thought Jordan was our best player in this one. I thought he was so good on the ball. He, he's, his running was really good. He covered a lot of ground. He's air, he got in good areas. It's maybe the fact that he came off on 78 minutes and didn't play the full 100-odd minutes that it was in the end um, that he didn't get it. But I, I really like the look of him in this floating role. I think, I think it really suits him. And I think... There's some games this season where we're away from home, maybe, and you know we don't have as much of the ball. We need an extra man in midfield sometimes. I think he could really suit playing there. Yeah, yeah, I thought he had, a, I thought he had a good game. 
Um, he's a player that sometimes really frustrates me. Sometimes mm. I see his body language and he, he doesn't look like he's interested, but he was he looked really interested yesterday. So, no, long may that continue. Definitely, definitely. Right, we've got two six-second reviews from the game uh, yesterday. Um, first up, of course, we've got to start with uh, the star of the show. And I've got to apologise to him because I, I made a comment on the uh, the preview for the Fleetwood on saying that um, he'd done a, a two-and-a-half-minute uh, season preview clip for us. And I said, I only wanted about a, a minute long. Turns out I didn't actually say that in the message. I just fought it in my head. So I apologise to Craig for um, the uh, little telling off I gave him in the thing. So here's his... Uh, It's not 60 seconds, it's just over 6 seconds, but here's his review of the game. Hi guys, this is my 60 second review for the first opening season game against Fleetwood. Um, It was a 1-1 draw, obviously. I felt it was a very good indicator that we would do fairly well in League One. I felt that we were the slightly better side, although it was a very intense game. Um... I felt that it was quality from both sides. Um, and I don't know how we didn't get a penalty. We definitely should have had at least one, um, especially with that trip against John Mellish in the box, because he's got no reason to go down. So I don't see what the ref's seen there to say, no. Uh, my man of the match was Jordan Gibson, even though, yeah, he missed the open goal. People say he's at fault for their goal, but I don't think he is. I think, personally, that Mellish could have done better to come out and get a block in the way instead of just standing there. Personally, though, I thought it was a very good game and that we definitely weren't at full fitness, and if we were, I think we would have won that game. I definitely think we could have if we had all the chances. Um, We definitely could have won that game. We probably should have. But all in all, a good indicator for the League One season. Up the blues. Good lad, Craig. Agreeing with me on Jordan Gibson for man of the match. And uh, yeah, no, I think a good review there from the, I think he's, he's right about it being a good indicator. I think a big thing for me as well is not only was it a good indicator, but we didn't lose. I think if we'd lost, yeah, yeah we, you'd maybe take something and say, all right, we now know how hard it's going to be. But to get a point and, and look like we could have nicked it is really encouraging because you look at the other teams that came up. Now, Stevenage and Northampton played each other. Northampton get done 1 0 by Stevenage at home. That's probably a kind of like, oh, this might be a tough season for us, indicate, you know, if we've lost to one of the teams we came up with. For Orient, they did London Derby, they had to go to Charlton um, and lost 1 0 there. Now, Charlton are a very good side and probably going to be right up there this season. So it's a decent indicator for them, but it's also a defeat. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. like, oh, right, it is going to be tough this season, isn't it? So from a morale viewpoint, I think a draw is a good result in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have took it before the game, probably. Um, just get get a point and get something to build on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, one more, a six-second review, and this one's from Johnny Atwood. So uh, it was good to be back, wasn't it? Um, good buzz around the place, I think, when we got there. Um, 10,000 fans, fantastic to see, wasn't it? Obviously, we would have had more if it was a team that had a better away following. Um, but yeah, I thought the atmosphere was good. Everyone seemed up for it. Obviously, stuff happened in the second half. It's a bit disappointing, but just needs to stop, doesn't it? Um, I thought in the first half there, we were really good. Um, we came out the traps fast, didn't we? And, yeah, we were almost unplayable at some points there. Um, obviously, Moxon's goal, superb free kick. I don't think we'll see better than that this season. Um, poor time to concede, just before half-time, wasn't it? But that, that just happens. 
I thought probably a fair result overall. Um, would take the point, wouldn't you, really? Um, we just need to settle into the league and just get a bit of momentum going. We've got a point on the board now. Uh, Player-wise, I thought Finn back was excellent. Um, he's going to be a really good signing for us again this season, isn't he? Um, thought Gibson was good as well. Um, but just overall, I think we're good enough for this league. I think that yesterday proved it. Um, obviously, they had chances that they didn't convert. We had chances that we didn't convert. But there's nothing there to say that we're going to struggle in this league for me. Um, and yeah, I suppose on to Tuesday and then Oxford next week, isn't it? So yeah, looking forward to it. There you go. I think Johnny giving us a report there from the hard shoulder of the M6 by the sounds of things. No, thank you, Johnny. Really appreciate that one. A um, couple of points there he's picked up. We're going to talk about some of the off-the-pitch stuff he mentioned there, actually, in a minute. Um, Finn Back, he mentioned there. We sort of briefly touched on it before. Um, he just looked like he'd never been away, didn't he? I think I think once he gets himself up to a little bit of fit, extra fitness as well, he's going to really, really grow into that role in the right wing. Back, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a class player. He's, he's, I really, I really rate him, but I really rate Ellis as well. So we've got um, some good, good options there. Yeah, I mean Ellis didn't even make match day squad, which just shows how yeah. strong our squad is in, in places this season, doesn't it? Um, well, let, let's talk about some of the off the pitch stuff first. Um, before we get into some of the, the bit that Johnny hinted at there, uh, Warwick End Road, uh, Warwick Road End, sorry, uh, roof. What's your thoughts? Doesn't bother me. It's just a roof. No. I'm not. I'm not bothered. Whether it's blue, it can be. It could have been painted in the colour of the away strip for me. I couldn't care less. It's, you know, I'm all right with I, it. I, I did, that would have been good, wouldn't it? And the, uh, the the fruit salad camouflage colours on the on the roof. That would have been something else. Um, <laughs> maybe you can get a vinyl put on it in that colour or something. I don't know. You know what? I, I was really annoyed when it wasn't blue. Having seen it in the flesh, it's not as bad as I thought, and actually does make it look a lot tidier than it was. Yeah. So I'll, I'll 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 give them that much at least anyway. Um, so there you go. Um, yeah, some of the other points I've picked out here. Uh, you mentioned about the crowd there. Great crowd for the opening day, wasn't it, really? Getting that many people in. Fantastic yes. to see it. Because you think last time we went up, I, I can't remember what crowd we got for the first game of that season. I'm going to try and dig it out in a sec. But um, yeah, I just thought, fantastic to see that many people coming come along and back in the team. Because there's always that worry of like, oh, people will forget about it really quickly. But there they were. And, it was, and there was times when it got a bit nervous and quiet, but generally good atmosphere, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was good atmosphere. But when you're seeing the, the attendances right through the league, you know, we didn't look like, well, we're down at the bottom. There's, there's loads of teams who were getting uh, smaller crowds than we are. So it was quite encouraging. Well, to, to be fair as well, it should be pointed out in terms of that, that um, we had one of the um, lowest, in fact, we had the lowest away uh, attendance, I think, in the division for our game. So, yeah, yeah I'm just looking here. Last time we went up um, on, under Simon, obviously the first game was under uh, Neil McDonald. Crowd that day, 9,433. And that was against mm-hmm. Doncaster, who will have brought, you know, a good, probably pushing yeah. on a 1,000. So to get probably 2K more than we did home fans from that game to that one, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really, brilliant. Really shows the backing. Unfortunately, a handful of idiots let the club down a little bit there, didn't they? Um so into the second half, um, there was an incident where a one of those disposable vapes that all the going to sound like a proper old man saying all this. All the young'uns have got these days. Um, what, someone launched it at the Fleetwood keeper uh, for a, on a corner. No need for it. It's stupid. You know you're going to get caught eventually on this. So what's the point? The club's obviously under a lot of pressure after what happened in terms of the incident with the Bradford game last season. 
which we'll maybe touch on when we do the preview of the Oxford game because we haven't, we didn't touch on it, I don't think, for the uh, preview for the uh, Fleetwood game. But yeah, it's the club is precious. So they make the announcements on the tannoy as they have to do when something like that happens. And then three or four more were launched on the pitch. Yeah. I don't get what goes through people's heads, do you? No, no, it's it's crazy. It was as if they'd said, uh, crack on, get something. We didn't say not throw them, we said throw them, you know. I, I don't know what was going on. Crazy. And you actually seen it bounce. Yeah. It was, it's just absolute nonsense, isn't it? And, you know, look, what happened at Wellens last season, I'm, I'm not convinced that actually happened. There was all cl- kinds of claims made, wasn't there, about that one. But clearly things like this have happened. There has been instances of things thrown at the keepers last season. Those young lads from the Warwick Road End group have done a fantastic job in improving the atmosphere in that end. And this is nothing on, on them. This is not, shouldn't be, they should not be tired by this because they're very much, they put some really good statements out in terms of, you know, this affects the club because we don't have as much budget to spend on players because we have to pay stupid fines because of stuff like this. Why are you doing it? So no no bad mark on them. They've they've done brilliantly in terms of stuff like this. These handful of videos are costing them, and, and let's be honest, it's going to be kids, isn't it? But, you know, we know it's not. It's not likely to be grown men that are doing this. You'd hope, at the very least. So just cut it out. I, I'm kind of hoping that that's it. You know, they'll, they'll learn the lesson here. But I did notice that the one of the stewards got the um, the goal cam from behind the uh, the waterworks end on the pole and brought it round. They were just standing, pointing it at the at the crowd for the second half behind the goal, weren't they, to try and discourage them. I mean, having seen the quality that those uh, GoPros can do in terms of video, I, I don't think you would have got very, very good evidence showing who it was, would you? <laughs> Probably not. But we've got they've gone off to do something because um, it's not it's not working. I yeah. think there's a few. I think I think everyone, and that includes the people that haven't that haven't done anything. I think everyone's yeah. got to get smarter on this. Yeah, I, I know there's all the whole uh, I I don't grass culture, but sorry, that that's got to go because it's going to cost this football club money. Well, isn't it? well, even if you don't want to grass, if you see somebody doing stuff, you stomp it out there and then, and have you a have word. a word. Yeah, it's, but yeah you no. have a word and say stop it. And if you don't stop it, I will grass on you at the end of the day. It's tough shit, you know, isn't it? You, you, you're you're costing the club money. It's just stupid, isn't it? Absolutely uh, stupid. Um, any other talking points from the game? You can think of that. Uh, did you get to the fan zone before the game? The extended fan zone? No, didn't didn't get down. Didn't get down to, uh, this time. We just we stayed in the lint uh, before the match and just and then just walked down. So no, didn't uh, didn't get to sample it. Didn't get into the bar because I thought it'd be just too busy. So yeah, it was very busy. Um, from what I saw. So fair. no, I've just uh, no. The, the only thing, my only little grumble is the water was freezing cold again in the paddock box. Um, but there we go. Um, First world problems. New, new season, same old shit, isn't it? Really, that's <laughs> the problem sometimes. Yeah. I think, but there you go. But yeah, generally, I think we're we're coming away very happy, big crowd, and I, in a weird way, I'm kind of pleased it's Wigan at home on a Tuesday night for the next game at home because I still think because it's a summer holidays, you'll probably still get quite a decent crowd. For that. I'm coming up for that one for a midweek game, probably the yeah. only midweek home game I'll do this season, and. You know, I'm coming up for that. And Wigan are going to bring at least a thousand, you'd think, you know, because they travelled pretty well generally for yeah. the Northern Games. So, you know, it could, could be a really, really good one. That it could be another 10k crowd. Which, and if we could do that and get a result there, that sets you for the season, doesn't it? Because we were saying yeah. the amount of people who got season tickets this season that we know is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I counted, I counted about nine in the pub nearly beforehand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, fantastic. Right. Um, 
just to wrap things up, we're going to do a very... Oh, in fact, no, sorry. Before we do the um, look ahead to the Fleetwood... Uh, Harrogate game, sorry, in the Cup, very briefly. Um, a quick review of uh, some of the results in the division. Uh, well, if we start it off back order, we get the result of the day, don't we? Barnsley yeah. 7, Port Vale 0. I mean, wow. I, I thought... Look, I thought Port Vale would struggle this season. I had them down in the in the bottom for, it, for my predictions. But I didn't think Barnsley would do that well this season. I thought they might struggle to settle in under Collins. I mean, what low nonsense that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, really good result. That um, I would be worried if I was Port Vale. I don't, I don't like how what they did in terms of how they got rid of the manager last season. It didn't sit right with me yeah. um, as an outsider looking in. I mean, I don't know everything, but um, yeah, I would be a little bit concerned. Yes, yeah, so I mean, seven 0 win. Obviously, shock horror. Barnsley are top. I say top. There's no point looking at the table until about six games in, is there? Really, realistically, yeah, you, you can't really make a take a marker on where things are until that point. Um, so yeah, uh, Barnsley seven uh, nil winners there. Um, Blackpool got two nil one over Burton Albion. Pretty solid start to them for the in, back in the division. Bolton Wanderers again another good start for them. Three nil over Lincoln City should be noted. Jack Idell scored on his first game back after a long time out with injury for them. Um, Cambridge United winning two 0 against Oxford's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I think they're, they're very similar. I see both of them are going to be um, around about about us. I think so. Mm. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but so hopefully uh, that'll impact on Oxford for the weekend. Yeah, because a lot of people are predicting Oxford to be right up there this season, but it's not a great start and. You know, that manager they brought in, Liam Manning, uh, uh, I think you know he's, he's got this reputation as being this big up-and-coming coach and brilliant tactics, but his record at Oxford so far since coming in is not great, so he'll be under pressure soon if they don't get results. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned before, Charlton won 1-0 against Leighton Orient at home. Derby County lost 2-1 at home to Wigan Athletic in the first game, a Charlie Wyke double, getting the result for the Latics. Um, a great start for them, considering they're on minus points, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's a false position on the yeah, league, and I think that I think they'll be they'll be comfortable this yeah, season. I could see them really being comfortable as well. Um, Northampton obviously lost one 0 at home against Stephen, as we said before. Pierre Gianni got the winner there late on. Uh, Portsmouth, a team that I thought do quite well this season, they got a ninety second minute equaliser against Bristol Rovers to get a one one draw. Bit, bit, bit disappointed if you Bristol Rovers there, weren't you? Because you'd be on yeah. for a great one nil win at Portsmouth on the opening day. To get pegged back late on. Uh, Reading, I think we sort of all agree, are going to struggle a bit this season, aren't they? Um, they lost uh, 1-0 at home to Peterborough United, who I think should be right up there as well. Um, Shrewsbury Town, 1-0 winners against Cheltenham. Ryan Bowman got the goal. Morgan Feeney played the full 90 and got man of the match in a couple of newspapers I saw. So, um, yeah, good start for him. Interestingly, obviously, he mentioned the fact that, um, what was it, about joining a, a, a big club, was it, I think? He said, yes. these things, yeah. Well, I've joined a big club, whatever. Um, and let me just get the stats up here. I've got them somewhere here. So, yeah, pleased to have joined a big club. Um, and then you look at the attendances. What was the attendance for us? 10,000. Uh, oh, I lost it now. Where's it gone? 10,279. The attendance for Shrewsbury, 6,599, including 627 away fans. So, yeah. Good on you, good on you, Morgan, for that one. Um, and then finally, Wickham losing three 0 at home to Exeter is a bit of a shock, isn't it? And Exeter were two yeah. 0 up after four minutes in this one, and by all accounts, could have been three 0 after ten if they'd taken one of the chances. So, yeah, interesting. A few teams that maybe were expected to do well struggling on the opening day, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's still early. We'll, um, yeah. Like I said, we'll find out in a few weeks' time where we really are. Yeah, very competitive division, though. I think that's that's the first thing. We've yes, seen from this definitely, definitely. Really it feels good. it feels like it is a step up in class. Yeah, I mean, someone was messaging me this morning saying what they really enjoyed actually was the the, the tactical level, how it was a little it felt a little bit higher in this game. You could see little adjustments being made by both teams to try and counter stuff. They were trying to stop guy sitting on promise and and keeping him off the ball by because the fact that. Guy also had to keep an eye on Mayer, so they were dropping Mayer a bit deep, so Guy would have to go after him. So it, it was really, really clever little bits and pieces that they were doing there, so quite impressive. Right, let's have a little look at then, uh, Greg, to the Harrogate Town uh, League Cup game. Can we end the curse? Hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I just, I'm sick of them. And, uh, you know, as soon as that cup draw would come up and we're watching it and the Harrogate Town came out, I was like, no, absolutely no, no, oh, you, you, you just bloody well knew it didn't you the second their name got picked out that we were going to be the one that followed so really frustrating isn't it um how many changes would you make for this one then because Simo suggested there's going to be a few but not wholesale um I would start Ellis or Barkley or both I think mm-hmm. I would probably put them in um Moxon wouldn't be st- won't be no. playing for me just with even if he's deemed fit he won't be playing for me um so I think that I think they're them, and then I would maybe, if Edmondson isn't injured, I would maybe put Edmondson in as well. Yeah, see, I'd I'd make quite a few changes personally if it was me. I'd stick Holy in goal still, obviously, um, but I'd more or less change the the back line. I'd keep Mellish in, obviously, because we haven't really yeah. got an alternative to play left side. But I'd I'd bring Robinson in for Armour. I'd bring Ellis in for back, and then I'd probably bring in Barkley. I'd bring in Barkley for Huntington and probably give him a rest and put Lavelle into the middle for that one. Or maybe yeah. even, and yeah, then maybe have Corey Wheeler on the bench, I suppose. Um, yeah. And then midfield, like I said, I'd, I'd rest Moxon for this one and probably bring in McGeeck for him. Um, I'd probably give Harris a run out on this, see where yeah. he's at, because he, he's done he's done pretty well in the thing. And if anything, it might, if we decide, right, he's probably not going to play as much, it's maybe a little bit of a shop window to people to show where he's at possibly you know if there was a loan move available for him and then like I said up front I'd probably be starting Garner and, and someone else maybe maybe I don't know it, it's how, I, I, for me I'd, I'd be making quite a few changes to keep them fresh for the Oxford game because the league has to be the priority this season totally yeah and it, it's one of those ones you, you'd like to get through and get a nice tie like I mean Spurs away would be fantastic to go to that new stadium wouldn't it if we could get that but Newcastle away. It's always Newcastle away. Well, we, we can't away. get Newcastle to the third round now, can we? Oh, no, we can't. Oh, they're yeah, actually they're... in Europe for the first yeah, time. Yeah, years, yeah. So. I forgot that, yeah. Spurs aren't in Europe, so that's the, that's the, that's the big tie, I think, for anyone in the next round, I think it's fair to say. Uh, in terms of Harrogate themselves, they got a cracking win on the opening day. 1-0 at their Yorkshire rivals, uh, Doncaster Rovers. But no Luke Armstrong for them, was there? He apparently had a discussion with the manager on the day before the game and it was agreed that he would be not available for this one because apparently there's a few clubs are coming with bids that it looks like Harrogate are going to accept for him and he's yeah. going to be moving on. So a player that we've been linked with a few times in the past, haven't we? Would, would you like to see him at Brunner Park? Um, I would if he sorted his hair out. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, th- I think I would like him, but um, it's going to cost money. Um, yeah. So would Carlisle, would Carlisle um, get the wallet out for him? I don't know. Possibly, you never know these things. It, 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 you'd think up at this level that the board might loosen the purse strings a little bit just to bring a player in. Possibly, but it depends on what money they want. And 
Yeah, there's rumours that Wrexham are looking to get a striker in, and as soon as they get involved, you might as well not bother, haven't you? Really, you know, yeah. that's, that's the problem, isn't it? It just makes it difficult. Um, it's not going to count towards the official predictions for this season because neither Mike or uh, Dan have done one. But do you want to do a little prediction for this one? Uh, I'll go two one. We'll break it, yeah. um, and I'll go with Guy and Ghana. Okay, I'm. I'm going to match you there. I'm going to go... In fact, no, I'm going to go 2-0 and I'm going to say Garner will get one and um, Gibson will get the other. So I'm going to go 2-0 and 2-1. There you go. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Greg, I think we've covered all we need to for this one. Uh, that's the match review done. We'll We'll do... What I'm going to try and do is try and do a Twitter space on Tuesday night after the Harrogate game. Uh, so we'll have a live little discussion with fans there. There'll be a little bit of a review of the Harrogate game in the preview for the Oxford game, basically. But there'll be a, a preview of the Oxford game coming later in the week uh, for all you fans who are waiting for that. Um, Greg, thanks for giving up a bit of your time on Sunday night to talk about all things Cal United, as usual. No, no problem. Great stuff. Uh, and we'll see you all later in the week. Oh, thanks once again, I should say, to our sponsor, the London Manchester, for their support this season. Great stuff. So uh, cheers and... Up the blues. Up the blues. Ah.